This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Good evening all, my name is Armitage, well it has been since 1986 and over the course of the next 60 minutes I intend to foister upon your Luggles music that, exactly like Mr Voiceover Guy said, you should hear on the radio, but don't, like this... Of God. 
that was, by the grace of God, from the album of the same name by The Helicopters. I remember when it came out, bombarding GLO Radio with requests for it on a uh, Friday afternoon. So much so that me and the DJ in question, whose name now escapes me, ironically, were on first name terms. I've never come across so many excuses why it was never played. I even sent the station promo CD single. It's a good job then that Rock Radio UK is on hand to make sure that that sort of thing doesn't happen here. Now, I love a good musical documentary, or as I like to call it, a rockumentary. <laughs> My all-time favourite that I can watch over and over, no pun intended, are MC5, A True Testimonial, followed by, basically, Johnny Moped. Both are everything a rockumentary should be, and usually isn't. Uh, as a damn fan, you think that there, don't you wish that we were dead film, would get an honourable mention. It won't because it's uncomfortable viewing. I've only seen it four times, twice at the cinema, straight after each other at the Premier London showings, and twice on DVD. I still think that there is a damn documentary out there waiting to be made that hopefully will ape Laurie Legler and David C. Thomas and Fred Burns' efforts. Uh, according to some reports that I read on Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning, a true testimonial is finally, finally going to get an official release. Coincidentally with Wayne Kramer wheeling out the MC50. The iconic Detroit rock group will go out on the road this summer to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the recording of the band's debut album, Kick Out the Jams, at the Detroit's Grandy Ballroom, hence the uh, MC50 tag. Wayne will be playing Kick Out the Jams in its entirety uh, across Europe during the summer. Then a North American tour during September that went on uh, October the 27th at the Fillmore Detroit. Accompanying Kramer on the tour will be Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thrill, King's ex-bassist Doug Pinnock, Fugazi drummer Brendan Canty and Zen Gorilla singer Marcus Duran. The only other surviving original MC5 member, that will be Dennis Machine Gun Thompson, will be playing on selected dates. My favourite version of Kick Out The Jams is this one, recorded live on German TV. Get out the jams, motherfucker! Yeah. 
Additionally, Wayne is set to release his memoir, The Hard Stuff, Dope, Crime, The MC5 and My Life of Impossibilities that is all set to be published on uh, August the 14th via Da Capo Press. I have literally uh, just got back from seeing Johnny Moped at the 100 Club where the band performed their debut album in its entirety. You'll hear all about that on Sunday's Breakfast Show. A new contender on the documentary front is... 
Radio Birdman descent into the maelstrom that's uh, currently on tour, showing in selected cinemas with its latest leg over here in dear old Blighty. Uh, the London date is 24th of March, that I hope to get to. From Radio Appears, the album that broke the band, and I don't mean that in a good way, this is New Race. <laughs> Sunday, I played in a world exclusive a new track and the first single from the last Great Dreamers album, 13th Floor Renegades, in the shape and form of No Sunshine, which was extremely and quite rightly well received by all concerned. I almost by accident played another world exclusive on the same show. I got a message last Saturday from Simon Bowley, who drums for both Eddie and the Hot Rods and Headline Maniac. Oh, Oil City Confidential. Now, there's another good documentary. Anyway. Headline Maniac have a new single called Why Should I Care Anymore released next month, with Simon wondering if I'd like to play it. The obvious answer was yes, with a view to air it on last Sunday's breakfast show. However, before I did, I thought I'd better check their Facebook page just to make sure there hadn't been any line-up changes that I didn't know about. There hasn't. The band still consists of the aforementioned Simon on drums, with Dips to Dean bass vocals, Chris Taylor guitar vocals, and Jack Hobbs 
guitar and keyboards. Although having said that, I think Jack was recruited after the band's debut album was recorded, but I stand corrected. Um, but what I did learn was that Newman on Radio Northumberland had first dibs on the world exclusive the following day. And not wishing to repeat the fiasco's Eddie Tree Law um, fiasco, uh, I held off until today. <laughs> Oh! 
talking of Eddie and the Hot Rods, I am disappointed but completely understand at Barry Masters' decision to, what, after 43 years, call it a day. Yeah, all right, they did have a 15-year break between 85 and 2000, but even so, that's going to leave a pretty big hole. Uh, Fortunately, Headline Maniac goes some way to filling it. On to new music, about time I hear you cry, and the Hell Divers have just released a song that was originally written in 1990. Ha! So, not so new then. Uh, The song in question is called Ray-Ban Man, and sounds like this...
split single time courtesy of Beluga Records and Killer Hearts and The Trouble Boys. Killer Hearts are a punk and rock and roll band based out of Houston, Texas, drawing heavy influence from 70s punk, garage rock and rock and roll. They play loud, mean and catchy songs that make for an exciting live show. The band consists of ex-members of Texas Terry and the Stiff Ones, Electric Frankenstein, Wrong Ones, Down and Dirties and the Black Novas. Killer Hearts offer us two tracks, Death on the Dial and this one, 24-7 Action. Trouble Boys are Ben Tipton, a.k.a. Benny Trouble, from the Pleasers' new band, who, like Killer Hearts, are also based in Houston. Uh, when I say new, I mean they were new in 2016. And also, like Killer Hearts, they play dirty rock and roll, drawing heavy influences from 70s punk garage rock. Either that, or both bands share the same PR, and the bot in charge did a copy and paste by mistake. Whereas the Killer Hearts had two tracks to choose from, the Trouble Boys only have the one, which is Cold Studded Stunner. (laughs) 
Also on Beluga Records are King Mastino, who, according to their press release email, alluded to the band's fifth album, Medusa, just about to come out. The fact that it's been available on King Mastino's Bandcamp site since just before Christmas is neither here or apparently there. Uh, to be fair, I didn't know it had been released either. Anyway, Medusa is a great album, and even if the band do hail from La Spinza, Spain, they sound deceptively Scandinavian. His star, which to me has a Radio Burman feel to it. So it's not Scandinavian, always oh, a song. <laughs>
Rock Radio. We heard it. Rock Radio UK. In darkest morning as I drain my glass, she sucks a cigarette like each drag is her last. And heavy breathing fills the empty room. She lingers on the parting keys that King Mastino and Star, I played you Flicker Tail and Back of My Mind, lifted from their up and coming five track debut EP, Hurry Up and Wait, which is out on the 16th of March via Golden Robot Records. The press release reads as thus Everything the band love about music is on this record. There are guitar lines like Thin Lizzy, ACDC Boogie, bits of Slade Stomp, rich vocal harmonies, 
Beatlesy melodies and make a cinder block cry sincerity. It's raucous love songs played loud and honest with no auto-tune or sampling in earshot. Sounds about right to me. Now, you'll be unsurprised to learn that I don't listen to chart-based radio stations. Uh, Bond Tuesday... I just so happened to be listening to Steve Wright on BBC Radio 2. Don't judge me. I was listening to Ashley Campbell, daughter of Glenn. Anyway, straight after her segment had finished, a track was played with no mention of what it was called, let alone who it was by, either at the start of the record or at the end of it. It sounded like Ginger Wildheart. Obviously, it wasn't. Although, as Ginger has just made his country album Ghost in the Tanglewood commercially available, following on from Ashley Campbell would have made perfect sense. Fortunately, thanks to the BBC iPlayer, I was able to discover who it was. Liam Gallagher. I know, kill me for making such a mistake. I like the track so much, I went out and bought the CD whence it was taken. Not that I've listened to it yet. The track in question that I thought was Ginger is Paper Crown.
Shamon, be honest, if you didn't know any better, you'd think that Ginger had had her hand in writing that. When the latest subscription edition of Classic Rock turned up, I sighed a big sigh, as the front cover was emblazoned with the news that this copy was going to trawl through the 100 greatest albums of the 90s. Wasn't it this kind of lazy journalism that sent the publication to the wall a couple of years ago? Anyway, I thumbed through it, with all the usual suspects mentioned, but I was genuinely taken aback that the Wild Hearts, Earth versus the Wild Hearts, was at number five. Of course the album and the band deserved to be there, it's just that it's a shock that others, apart from fans of the band, now hold it in such high esteem. Uh, as I mentioned before, I played Liam Gallagher. Ginger Wildheart is out and about promoting his latest country-tinged album, Ghost in the Tanglewood. I did have a ticket to see uh, the Brighton gig on Tuesday, but due to a parents' evening, coupled with family commitments, uh, I was unable to go. The squirrel on the other port was still able to make it, having to book a hotel as the automobile wasn't on hand to deposit her home as the last train back to Croydon left before the end of the gig. Twas great, she exclaimed. Well, it would be. A video for Paying It Forward has been released, and it's one of the most uplifting videos I've seen in a long time. Here's the audio of it.
currently reading the second instalment of Adam Bomb's autobiography, 911 is Disconnected, Volume 2, Druggy Stardust and the Empress of Clubland. I'll let you into a little secret. Even though I have Volume 1 of his memoirs, I haven't read it yet. I wanted to go straight to when Adam and my paths first cross. Um, it's a really good page-turning read. It feels like Adam is just sitting next to you, regaling stories and anecdotes. Like Ginger, Adam is in the midst of a UK tour. It's first in over four years. There was a time when Adam would be putting in 200-plus gigs a year around the UK and Europe. Understandably... As suddenly Adam became a single parent, his live work completely dropped off. As with Ginger in Brighton, family commitments didn't allow me to see his London gig up at the lounge yesterday. As I've just got to this part in the book, I'm going to play Johnny in the Sky, written about Mr Johnny Thunders.
as you know, I like a good power pop band. Fortunately, I have many to choose from. Looks like I can add another to my list. Crisis, spelled C-R-Y-S-S-I-S, are a British-German power pop band based in Dusseldorf and London. The band is new to me. Uh, but it's in actual fact been going for nine years. It was the release of their third album, that'll be 1976, last week that their attention was brought unto me. Amongst their ranks, a familiar name stood out in the shape and form of Vom Ritchie, drummer with classic era doctrine and medics, and these days, Detonhosen. Joining Vom is a fellow Brit, Dick York, alongside German comrades, Tommy Schneid and Tripe. The band's biography... Is in German, but from what Google translates, Canandel, Vom and Dick, way back in the day, as in 1981, used to be in a band together. Songs were written, songs were demoed, and then the two went their separate ways. It seems Vom held on to these demos and in 2009 got back in touch with Dick with a view to recording them properly and giving the band another go. Q Crisis and their debut album Simple Man in 2011, which was a collection of old and new tunes. Tomorrow morning, I'll be trying to locate CDs of the aforementioned Simple Man and uh, its uh, 2013 follow-up, Curzel Nights. Trying to find a song from 1976 to play, uh, it was tough, but pleasing. As I've mentioned, Brighton already this evening, and I've got Brighton on my mind, I'm going to play you Fighting in Brighton, which I don't recommend. Until Sunday, take it easy. To be mud, wanted something new. His granddad suit and his bottom pointed shoes. Waterloo sunset, bought a plastic spoon. His girl in Mary Quant, but I'm asking, where are you? Have you seen him? Little Vespa for a new cantina. He's wiping three kids and he slippers by the fire. Day by day, prays. His face is not so ace. I think he loves me because I'm living his dream. Have you seen him? Sorry.